we have been, as a church, experiencing a powerful move of the Holy Spirit over the past, I don't know, whole year, man. Where, where God is moving, making miracles happen, making things happen. And it's not because, because of any of us uh, other, other than it's because of the power and the movement of the Holy Spirit. And it happens because we are seeking to be filled of the Holy Spirit and we're seeking to receive what the Holy Spirit has for us. Today we're going to be speaking on the book of Acts chapter 3. Who's excited about the book of Acts, man? <laughs> chapter 3. And I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 3. We, we, we've done chapter 1. We've done chapter 2. And today we're going to do chapter 3. And if you want to be filled of faith, you read the book of Acts. Because that, that is where the church started and where, where the first few people were filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want, Pastor Mac, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit just like these, these folks right here. Coming down from the, from the high place being waiting for the presence of God. They're full of the presence of God. They're full of the Spirit of God. They have received tongues as a fire. They were all speaking different languages that they didn't know how to speak. People thought they were crazy. People thought they were drunk and said, man, we're not drunk. We're just filled with the Holy Ghost. Might be some people in the room right now thinking, man, these people are crazy. It's all right. We ain't crazy. We're just filled with the Holy Ghost. That's all it is. Acts chapter 3. You got it? You with me? It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock what? Uh, here's the thing, Pastor Matt. They weren't going to Starbucks. They weren't trying to figure out what's the next best coffee shop in town. They weren't saying, let's go. Let's go grab. What, what do we eat for lunch today? You know how much time. Listen, you know how much time we people spend figuring out what they're going to eat for lunch? I don't know either. I just know that at work, the conversation starts around 11 o'clock, and we're eating around 3 o'clock, man. What are we going to have for lunch today? They weren't, they, weren't, they weren't trying to figure out what to eat. They weren't trying to figure out how to hang out. They were on their way to prayer. Here's what happens. God will show up in your life when you're pursuing him. God will show up in your life when you pursue him. The miracles will follow those who are seeking God in prayer. I don't know if you, if you got that. Look at somebody and say, the miracles will follow those who are seeking God in prayer. That's a mouthful. Say it. Come on, be obedient. Miracles are not going to follow the people who wake up at 10 o'clock in the, in, in the morning. I'm sorry, if you work overnight, you're, maybe you're, you're the exception. But if you ain't got nothing to do, and you wake up at 8 o'clock and you say a half with a prayer. You think the miracles are going to follow you? John and Peter were filled with the Holy Ghost and they were on their way to prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and, and people who pray receive from God. People who pray are used by God. Do you want to be used by God? Then you ought to be here. On Mondays, Monday nights, we're praying every Monday night. We're, you know, we, before some of you got to church, there were folks in here praying at 9 o'clock this morning. We had an entire prayer and praise and miracle service even before you got here, some of y'all. Because we know what the Spirit of God can do when we pray, when we seek after his face. When we want to, when we desire and we want God to use us, he will. How many believe that with me? <laughs> praise God. I want the miracles of God to follow me. I want to walk into places and I want people to know that there's something different that's happening in the atmosphere because I walked in there. 
Peter and John walking. I'm, I'm just, should I get to the scripture? Let's go back to the scripture here. They're just walking. I just want you to know that, that where you're walking matters. Where you're headed matters. Where your time is spent matters. As they approach the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each, each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. I'm glad that Peter said for you. He specified for you. He might have had some, but not for him, right? But I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Hallelujah. Somebody shout Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, he said, get up and walk. I don't got no money to give you, but what I have, I'm going to give you. Then Peter took the man, the lame man, by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankle were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up and stood up on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Can somebody praise the name of Jesus? This man, he thought he needed money. He was lame from birth. It's not like he walked before and then, then stopped walking. He, he, he didn't know what walking was. He thought, he thought what he needed was money. But he didn't realize that that day he was going to have an encounter with the presence of Jesus Christ. He didn't realize waking up that day that his entire life would change. I want you to know that there are some people in this room that your life can change entirely today. You didn't even wake up thinking that. You woke up thinking, I just, I'm just going to go to church because I was invited. But let me tell you, the presence of the Holy Spirit is in this room. And you might leave this place, if you want it, with your life being completely changed and transformed. Just like that lame man. He wasn't going to the temple to pray. He was going to the temple to beg. You might have come here with the, with the wrong intentions. Not wrong, but maybe you didn't expect to be changed, to be healed, to be transformed. But the Holy Spirit is here. And that's what Jesus does. Here's the deal. People were helping this lame man. They were helping him. At least they thought they were helping him. Every day, someone woke up and said, I guess I got to go pick up this guy. Bring him to the temple. And they said, we're doing a good thing. We're bringing him to the temple. He can hang out there for the rest of the day, beg. And then at the, at the, in the afternoon or maybe at night, after the, the last prayer of the day, we'll take him back to where he lives. And maybe or maybe not, he'll give me a cut of what, how much he made that day. I don't know. I don't know how that was working out. There was some, some sort of something happening. Here's what I know. I know that people were helping this man the way they knew how. And that leads me to the title of today's message is, you give what you got. Give what you got. The men that were taking the lame guy to the temple for begging, they didn't have healing. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They, they, they had what they had. They just brought him to the temple. They thought they were helping. You can't give what you don't have. I'm, I'm going to say it to this side of the room real quick. You know, you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have peace, you can't give others peace. 
If you, if, you, if you don't have faith, you can't give others faith. If, you don't, if, you're, if you're stingy, you can't give generously. Are you with me? You can only give what you have. You can only give. If you, if, if you don't have the power and the anointing of God, you can't give it. If you don't have Jesus, I don't even want to hear from you. Don't give me no advice. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to do it. I want to hear from people that are filled with the Holy Ghost and that got Jesus in their lives. Can't give what you don't have. Can't give what you don't have. If you don't have it, you can't give it. You know, Peter and John were filled with the presence of God. And so when they saw this lame man, they said, Hey man, I know you want, I know you think you want gold and silver. And I don't have any of that to give you, but here's what I have. And they said, In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. I want to see, Pastor Mac, a church, a body of Christ who is filled with the anointing of God and is out there handing out gifts just like that, handing out healings. Doesn't come from you, it comes from God. But if you're filled with God, it can come from you, through, through you, from God. You know, it's really hard when you ask for something from somebody and they don't have it. And sometimes we ask things of people and they don't have it. I, I was reminded of a testimony, kind of like really close to my heart. Uh, growing up, especially now that I have kids, uh, and I'm really trying to give my kids everything I didn't have. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I'm just, I'm just doing the best I can. But growing up, I, I remember this one summer that we were asking my father to take us on vacation. Asking my father, Dad, would you take us on vacation? We want to go on vacation. And I didn't realize this at the time, but during that season, that was the hardest financial season in my father's life. I mean, the guy who had nothing. And he said, I'm going to take you guys on vacation. We got on the car. We started driving. This is back where we lived in Puerto Rico. We started driving. We get to this hotel somewhere, you know, maybe an hour from our house. And I don't know how he landed there. It was probably the cheapest little thing that he could find. And we get in there, and we're excited about vacation. And we get into the hotel room, and we're like, Dad, there's no pool. Like, in our minds, I was probably six or seven years old. In our mind, vacation means you go somewhere where there's a pool. There's no pool. And we kind of started nagging my dad. I realize this now. Man, we were kind of awful. We're nagging our dad. We have like, this is not a vacation. There's no pool. And you know what my father said? He looked at us. And I can imagine as a father now how I would have felt. He looked at us and he said, if you want a real vacation, get on your knees and ask God. <laughs> and you know what those three little boys did, Pastor Mac? They got on their knees and they began to pray. Because he taught us, if you, if you want something, you ask God. He, so you know what he did? He redirected our ask to the one who's able to do it, to the one who's able to give. We had an okay time that weekend. But when we get to church, that was on a Saturday. We get to church on Sunday morning. You know what happened, Pastor Mac? There was some random guy, so we thought, who used to go to our church. And he comes, comes up to my, my father and says, hey, Pastor, next weekend I have this villa. In, in Playa del Mar, which is the nicest place that you can vacation in Puerto Rico. He said, I booked it and I can't make it. Do you want it for your family? <laughs> Praise God. 
And as a, and as a six, seven-year-old little boy, I was like, my prayers worked. You know what happened, church? Every single summer until 1998 when we moved out of the island, we vacationed in Palmas del Mar, the best vacation resort in the island, and we paid nothing because God provided it for us. We got to learn that we need to redirect our ask to the giver. We're asking people to pour into us what they don't have. We're asking people to give us what they don't have. We've got direct access to the Father in heaven. We need to redirect our ass to the one who is able, to the one who is capable, to the one who has all of the things. He is our Father in heaven, and he is full of grace. Hallelujah. Peter and John were filled with the Holy Spirit. Walking into the temple. They were not going to church, to the temple to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They were already filled with the Holy Spirit. They were not going there to be filled. They were already filled. There were people praying in the temple that were not filled with the Holy Spirit, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, being filled is an important, an important thing for us. We cannot, church, listen to me well, we cannot leave this place today and not be seeking to be filled with the holy presence of God. We cannot afford it anymore. There's no time to waste. There's no time to play. We've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can do the things that God has asked us to do. You know, when you read scripture, there's a, there, there's, there's a ton of scripture about being filled. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together shaken, was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak about God boldly. You read scripture, it's going to tell you you need to be filled. Acts chapter 7 verse 55, but he... he full of the Holy Spirit, gazing to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right side of the Father. Your vision, your eyes will be open when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Your boldness will be, will, will, you will, will be given boldness when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. How can, you, how can I do it, Pastor? I'm, never, I'm not one to talk to strangers. I'm not one to. It's, it's not about you when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, God is going to do through you things that you never thought possible. But you got to be filled with it. You can't give it out if you're not filled with it. You have to be filled. You have to be filled. You have to be filled. If you live here today, know that you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There are people in that room that didn't know who the, the Holy Spirit was. And when the healing took place, and when they noticed the lame man who was there for years begging all of a sudden, he was healed, he was jumping, and he was praising God. The Bible says that he was clinging to, to John and Peter, just kind of holding tight to them. I don't want to let go. Once, you, once you're filled with the presence of God, you think you want to let go of that? Once you're filled with the presence of God, you think you want to walk away from it? No, I want to be seeking the presence of God even further in my life. You could be a devout religious person, go to church every Sunday and not be filled with the presence of God. I don't want that for you. I'd rather you be here and hearing the word, obviously. But I don't want you to be a devout religious person and not be filled with the presence of God. Doesn't matter how many times you, come, you go to the temple. If the presence of God is not on you, you need to desire it. 
Here's what you need to do this week. You need to watch what comes out of you. Watch what comes out of you. What comes out of you will show you what you're filled with. I'm just going to, one more time. What comes out of you will show you what you're filled with. If you are filling yourself with, uh, with, with gossip, all of a sudden what comes out of you, it's, it's just it's a natural thing. If you hear children speak, they will speak what they have learned. That's why I take, I take really a significant pride in trying to speak to my kids' life and speak to them uh, hope and speak to them things. And when they, when they get sick or when they get hurt, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is we need to pray. That's what I want. That's what I desire. So you need to watch what comes out of your mouth because what comes out of your mouth is what you're filled with. If you're sitting around all week watching gossip and the Kardashians and this and that and the other, I got nothing against them, okay? I'm just saying, your life is important. Your spirit is important. And if you're filling yourself with filth, what's going to come out of you is So what do you want to be filled with? Come on, somebody say it louder. Hallelujah. Give God a mighty hand of praise. If your first thought is despair and negativity, that's because that's what you're filled with. But when you begin to read the word of God. When you begin to connect with people who, love, who are in love with Jesus, when you begin to connect with people who are full of faith, when you begin to pray and seek God and, and fast, all of a sudden you're going to be filled with faith. All of a sudden you're going to be filled with the anointing. All of a sudden you're going to be speaking life when before you used to speak death and negativity. All of a sudden you're going to notice that the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you act is different because you're filled with different things. Hallelujah. Here's the, here's the truth. I want faith to come out of you. And faith comes out of you when you're full of faith. When faith arises, we begin to see the Holy Spirit make miracles. We begin to see the Holy Spirit take, take, take the room and shift the atmosphere. Only it comes when we're filled of, filled of the Holy Spirit. Peter was filled of the Holy Spirit. The lame man had no faith. Can we, is, can we agree to that? Maybe. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. It doesn't matter if, the pers- if there are other people that are not full of faith. If you're full of faith, you can make the change. He walked up to the lame man. He was lame. He was always lame. He didn't know any better. Peter was full of the Holy Spirit. That's why I love Pastor Mac. Ever since I met this man, he has helped me be, filled of, be full of faith because I see his faith. And his faith is crazy. Sometimes I think he's holding back on his faith. He's like, if I say what I think, people are going to go wild. But I heard, him, I heard him say some wild things. And then I've seen God do what he said. And so I'm like, I'm okay being called crazy. That's why I hang out with him. It's all good. Because I've also seen what I just testified about. I've also seen when you speak something and you declare something and you're full of faith what God can do. 
And it doesn't matter who has faith around you. It doesn't matter if people don't believe in God around you. You got to trust God and believe that he's going to do what he promised that he would do. The man that was lame, he didn't even think it was possible for him to walk. He was there to beg. He was there to get money. This was it. This was life. It had been decided. He was born this way. It wasn't like he walked before and now he was able to walk. He had not walked before. That was it. Some of you in this room think that your time has passed. Some of you in this room think that this is it, that there's no way that you could get better, that there's no way that you can get closer to your wife or husband, that there's no way that God can change your children, that there's no way that God can heal you, that there's no way that God can use you. Some of you in this room have believed the lie of the devil to tell you that you are unable to receive the Holy Spirit because of what you've done, because of where you've been. But you got to have a little faith that God can do it. You have to trust that God is able to do it. I don't care what anybody has ever said to you before. This day, this morning, you walk out of this room. In this moment, you, you receive the faith that God is imparting in you through the Holy Spirit. And you're going to speak it out loud. Come on, can somebody say, I've got faith. i got faith. Hallelujah. You're going to leave this room and you're going to be lame no more. You're going to leave this room and you're going to be anxious no more. You're going to leave this room and you're going to be sick no more. You're going to leave this room and you're going to be able to walk like you never walked before. If you believe that with me, can you, can you shout Jesus? He is able to do it. He wants to do it. He has, he has the authority to do it. He's got the power to do it. Do you want it? And here's the thing. Peter, John. Pastor Mike, they, they, just, they just walked up to this man and said, what do you want? I'm, I'm not going to give you that. Let me give you something better. And that's what our God wants to do. You know what I love, Pastor Mike, is that after this, after this happened, after that miracle, the Bible says that Peter seized the opportunity. He saw the opportunity. He saw how people were attracted to the miracle that just happened. He seized the opportunity, and he preached the gospel of Jesus. And that something close to 5,000 people came to be added to the number of those who believe in Jesus. Here's what I'm believing for this house. I'm believing that cancer will be gone. I'm believing that Alzheimer's will be healed. I'm believing that anxious thoughts will be rebuked. I'm believing that every, every uh, sickness will be healed in the name of Jesus. Not so that authentic gets the glory, so that Jesus Christ of Nazarene gets the glory. And so that we can seize the opportunity to speak the gospel so that others may come to know who Jesus is. Do you believe that with me?